Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. The, the, other, day, the other day, Rakesh had, had come up to me and said, Hey, we did 80,000. We did 80,000. I'm like, um, yeah, that's kind of... And, 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 and the next... It used to be big. It's not so big anymore. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. I had to put that in perspective. The next morning, I, 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 you know, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you know, I was, a, I was an asshole when I, when I said that. Because we, if we put it into the context of COVID year, and, and we, so, so, yeah, I went back up to him and I said, hey, hey, I'm sorry I was an asshole yesterday. I, I have to thank you. I have to give you praise. And he generally felt appreciated. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Welcome to The Leading Edge. My name is uh, Cecil Bullard, and we are on episode 61. With us today, we have uh, Tatsu Tushida, Tatsu Tokyo Automotive in... Placenta, Placentia, California. Placentia, California. And we have Jim Paiva. Uh, Jim, you guys are, what's the name of the company? Uh, Elite Auto Repair. That's right, in, uh, in Europe, Warwick, in Rhode Island. Warwick, Rhode Island. Warwick, Rhode Island. Okay. Yes, um, today we're going to talk about, welcome to anyone. Um, glad to have you here. Uh, we will repost this uh, later so that you can see it later if you'd like to. Um, we're going to talk about employee appreciation. Um, when I go out and I, I interview as part of what I do as a consultant, um, I interview a lot of employees. And when I interview employees, one of the biggest comments I get is I don't feel appreciated. Okay. Uh, in our groups and when we talk to employers, managers, and we say, how, how are you at employee appreciation? Almost everyone feels like they're doing a good enough job, yet the comments from the employees would tell me that more than half the time, the employees feel like they're not really appreciated. So let's start with you, Jim. Jim, do you, do you how would you define um, employee appreciation? Showing an employee that you care, that they matter, etc. Well, acknowledgement and uh, you know, acknowledgement and having them feel like they're part of the team by being uh, transparent in what we do here. You know, being honest and as well as. Uh, you know, including them in on decisions and processes and, and really help them feel that they're part of something, something more than just fixing cars or selling work. Um, get them involved and, and help through the process of, of uh, client service. Um, so so um, I want you to expand on the acknowledgement part. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about having the employees kind of involved in the company and some of the decision. But what, what do you, when you say acknowledgement, what do you mean by that? 
Well, for instance, when I come in in the morning, I make it a point to say hello to everybody. I make it a point to walk up to their to their car that they're working on to see how they're doing, seeing what they're doing. Um, you know, if it was a Monday, how was your weekend? Um, just just doing the normal things that people like to be part of, you know, instead of just, you know, working in the back and grunting at each other when you walk by, just being nice. I mean, just treat your employees like their family, because after all, we're with them more than we're not. So I'm laughing because some of us don't treat our families as well as we probably should either. So I'm not sure that's the, that's the right answer. Uh, uh, I've seen families that have just, you know, um, come apart uh, and they don't, they don't necessarily treat each other. Well, I, I know what you mean when you say that, you know, you're part of the team here. You're important to us. Um, we care about whether or not you're successful and happy, et cetera. Uh, Tatsu, how, how would you define employee appreciation within your circle? So pretty much every day um, when I have an opportunity to, I, uh, uh, an employee walks into my, my space. Employee will come and talk to me. Any, any opportunity I have to basically say, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And that's, that's kind of like my, my thing that I say. And, and, and I, and sometimes you have to level up that because, you know, because it becomes kind of cliche, right? So sometimes at, at our, um, at our shop, we have uh, times when, when I'm cooking uh, for, for the employees, or, you know, we, maybe we did it, we, we did something awesome. We, we hit a, a benchmark that we wanted to hit. So therefore I bring out the barbecue grill. Um, I, I cook up a bunch of meat and we have a, a big dinner or, I mean, a big lunch, you know what I'm saying? So, it, but it doesn't always have to be a grand gesture. It just has to come from the heart. So my, my dad was kind of an interesting guy. Um, when you, you know, when, like if, 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 if my mom made a meal and at the end of the meal, she was like, well, did you, did you like it or not? My dad was like, well, I ate it, didn't I? It was kind of that. He didn't think that, you know, he would tell me things like, well, they get a paycheck. So, you know, the paycheck was for him, the thing that said, I have value here because I'm getting paid to be here. But I don't think that I mean, I don't even know if that held true in my dad's day, frankly, that the paycheck was enough to keep employees. Yeah, and, and, and I have a story that kind of parallels that. It, my, my father, I work with my father. I walk, work with my mom and dad. Um, they're from Japan. They're, they're kind of stoic in nature, especially my father. Um, and um, for, for that reason, it, it, it doesn't exactly translate across the in Japan, you can do as I do, do, do as I do and watch what I do. And this, therefore, therefore, uh, I appreciate you. You know what I mean? It's, it's completely different in America. So I have, I've had to learn to kind of open up, um, and, and, and say, you know, thank you for your, for, for today. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, that, that is even for me a, a grand gesture because, um, despite what you see and the talkative person that you might see in front of, in front of you, sometimes I'm stoic as well, just because the way I was brought up. Okay. Well, here's, here's, a, here's a cool little thing I want to share with you guys. 
is this is a bobblehead with my shop foreman's face on it. I bought one of these for everybody because they're they truly are heroes. They're 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 the, our superheroes. So you know something as simple as this, you know, and and giving it as a gift to them, you know, was was you know it it just lets them know that they're a part of something bigger than just being here working. So why is it so difficult for um, owners and managers to? show genuine and true appreciation and why is it so difficult for employees to pick up on that um you know i i just i know when i talk you know one of when i'm going through my surveys at shops which we do i do a lot and i ask the the owner i say you know do you do you show appreciation to your employees the owner's like yeah i thank them all the time and yet you go talk to the employees and they that thank you is either they're not saying it as often as they think, or the employee's not hearing it as often as they should. Why do you think that happens? Um, Tatsu, why do you, why do you think that happens? Well, I mean, especially in the automotive industry, right? Because automotive people are, are the stoic people. They're the quiet people. They just, you know, they're, they're better. They're better with machines than they are talking about their emotions. Right. So, um, you're probably going to see a skewed number of people in, in the shops that you go to uh, compared to the general public that, that um, feel underappreciated. So we come from that culture, right? Uh, mechanics in general. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. I think a lot of the the people that have been, um, that have, uh, let's see, uh, gravitated towards a a career as a technician or in the automotive industry, uh, I think we have an abnormal number of people that have um, ADHD or some kind of a learning disability in our industry. Uh, we were we were good with our hands, uh, but we were not as good um, with our um, with our people skills in school. Right, <laughs> paying attention to what the teacher was saying, writing on the board. I didn't do well with that. I got bored, and I would rather be tearing an engine apart or you know something like that. And, and, and so I think we have a lot of people who my dad felt, he always felt like he was a second rate citizen because of, he didn't do great in school, but he was a fantastic technician mechanic and, and he still felt like he didn't measure up to some of the other people. You know what I'm saying? So do you, do you find, you know, do you think that that might be one of the reasons that we struggle in our industry uh, you know, to, to get there, right. With our people. Oh yeah, for sure. Go ahead. And you mentioned this ADHD or ADD stuff. You know, I think as shop owners, 
sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day operations, we forget to pat people on the back. We forget, we get intense, you know, and I think half of us don't know when we arrived at a certain level that we should be satisfied at because we're always looking to get to the next level, look to get, and we don't enjoy that process along the way. And that, include, that includes sometimes, you know, acknowledging your employees. And that's, that's something we have to, we have to train ourselves and be more conscious about that because we are dealing with people just the same. I think it is a struggle when you, you, you have people that are doing a great job and then you go, yeah, but we want even an even better job. Right. I, I I think there's there's hi Rich uh, we'll we'll get to you in a second. Um, um, I I think a lot of it and and I kind of have to address a little bit of this at my shop right now because I got a I got a um, an elderly technician that is very stoic as well. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people don't acknowledge other people's strengths. You know. Um, our, our shop foreman, his name is Uncle Dicky. Um, we, we call we very lovingly call him Uncle Dicky. But he and he rolls his eyes at at the other technicians diagnosing stuff in the shop. And I'm like, well, you know, each person in in the shop has their own strong suits. And it's it really I got to have a conversation with him about, hey, acknowledge his strong suits and appreciate and thank him for his strong suits and and learn how to delegate more. So I think the other thing you, you said, like rolling your eyes, there are physical clues that we can give that are very negative and rolling your eyes would be one of those things. You know, um, it's, it's kind of different to say, you know, how, how did you come to that conclusion? You know, help me figure it out with you as opposed to, oh, for sure, that's what's wrong with the car. Right. Um, uh, we have Rich uh, DeFrancisco, who's, who's joined us. Uh, Rich, uh, uh, shop name? European Auto Garage, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, but you don't have like a Tennessee accent, so why not? I'm a transplant. I tell everybody I'm from Atlanta. Okay, so it's, even though, but even then, I don't think you have an Atlanta accent either. So I don't know what I'm hearing here. You, you don't sound very South at all, man. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's probably Connecticut, Jersey accent. But uh, there you go. Yeah, we say Atlanta. <laughs> I might, I might place, I might, I might say that's right. Um, we're talking about employee appreciation, which you knew that that was going to be. Uh, Rich, how do you define employee appreciation in your company? I find that with employee appreciation, you need to, and I caught the tail end with my communication issues of what uh, Jim was just talking about. But personally, I've found that I need to find out what it is that each individual employee is looking for in the, in the line of appreciation. Because what I find as appreciation and what Tech A finds as appreciation, service writer doesn't find as appreciation. So I need to find out what it is that motivates that individual person and what they're looking for and give that to them. Plus, then it's personalized and that makes it feel like it's not just canned. It's not just running around saying, thank you, I appreciate you to everybody. I find out what it is. Some people want money. Some people want time off. Some people want, you know, to teach other people or to be asked questions, even though you already know the answer. They just, they want to share their knowledge. And I, t- I try to find what that person wants. And that's what I try to give to them. You're, you're a real um, 
I think you and Jim are very serious. Uh, I think you're probably more serious than Jim, at least how I see you from my point of view. I feel like I'm a very serious person. Tatsu, I think you're a little less serious. Um, and, and, and you're more, um, more vocal and, and, and fun and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you think, do you think, um, that, uh, uh, Rich, that, that, that being serious like that, I, I want this business to be successful where, do you think that that pulls away from that appreciation or do you think it makes, I it would say, I would say, no, I, I, I think it probably does. In, in, in a lot of respects. Um, I think, cause I don't take myself very seriously, but I know that there's an intimidation factor and I, I guess I don't understand it. You know, like why anybody be intimidated by me? Just yeah, like you don't understand why people be intimidated by you, but it's strange. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yet, yet people, but okay, so 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 if I was if I was working in Jim or Rich's garage, I I I, I kind of would feel a little intimidated by you guys, and 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 I can you know there is a little bit of that that I really need to have. I'm just too too nice to my employees, so I wish I had a little bit of that. So, but um, if we have if we have you know a, a large portion of people with um, some kind of learning disability, ADHD, or you know, a large portion of serious business owners in our, in our industry, doesn't that mean that we need to take it upon ourselves to really think about how do we appreciate employees, you know, go through the, the routine of, you know, what's this guy going to like best. Um, and, and there's a person in our industry, I won't mention her name's the woman. Uh, she makes me nervous because every time I talk to her, she tells me how great I am and everything. And I, it makes me uncomfortable. I, I would rather not have that kind of, of, um, you know, somebody says, Oh, I took your class and it really changed my life. I think that's one of the greatest compliments you can give me. But if you're telling me, I'm just a great guy. Oh my gosh, you're so fantastic. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, it does the opposite of what she probably intends. Um, do, do you guys, you, do you, do you find sometimes that some of the things that you, you might be doing are making your employees uncomfortable? Yes. Rich, would you, so could you give us an example or could you maybe explain that a bit? What, what how you see that? I, I, um, I'm a very mission oriented person. And if I have a question or something, I want to ask somebody out there. A lot of times I, I kind of come off as bulldozing. I just go out there and I very directly ask what it is. And it's, and I think that adds to it an intimidation that I, that I don't feel like should be there, but that obviously is. And, um, you know, then they, you know, then that, you know, somebody can naturally get defensive or think they did something wrong. When all I'm trying to do is find out, you know, when, when is this going to be done or do you need anything? Or, you know, a lot of times it would be when, you know, it, it could be, for example, when, you know, I know that we're having a part delay on something and I'm like, Hey, do you need anything for this? And they think it's because, I'm asking them because I don't think they're capable of doing it. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to give them what they need to be successful. Have and, you had, uh, that's definitely. <clears throat> have you had open um, conversations about that with your employees? Um, I, I have had some, yes. And, and with one who's exceptionally sensitive, um, I've had to, I, I find that I need to remind him a lot of times. And I've had to do 
something that um, you know something that we've talked about in the uh, in the uh, in the peer in the peer meetings that we've had and in some of these discussions we've had is that I've had to let some of the people a little bit more in on the internal behind the scenes things that we as owners have to deal with, which I don't feel is their business, but I need to show, look, this is, I need to show the cause and the effect. I mean, they're, they're, they're technicians and they're technical people, even the advisors are, they're problem solvers. And if they don't understand what, what the problem is I'm seeing, they don't understand why I'm look what solution I'm looking for. So I've had to be forthright about, you know, numbers and, and um, customer satisfaction and perception and advertising and budgets. And I've had to, I've had to become a lot more um, looser with that stuff and let, let other people see what's going on, which I'm not comfortable doing, but I have to, because you know, when they see the backside, when they can put their, if you put yourself in somebody's shoes, it's better to understand what they're doing. And I feel like sometimes I need to let them try mine on. So they understand where, where I'm coming from so that I'm not misunderstood for being so aggressive. Okay. Well, you're, you're in a, go ahead, Jim. How they get misunderstood a lot is because we as shop owners, I think are thinking four steps ahead of most of our employees. And And we don't understand why they're not. Right. And exactly. (laughs) It might not make sense to them because they only see this far in front of them. And they don't realize that there's a lot more to the process to complete it than, and and you got to be sensitive to that. There's a lot more of the process to complete the task that they're not anticipating. And the trend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, and, and the employees get into this kind of like this trench kind of, this is, this is what is happening on this car as opposed to, Yeah. The other, uh, the uh, other steps to the complete the job. Be called. He's got to arrange for a pickup, or we got to pick him up, or just wash yeah. the car. And, you know, have the car out front. There's so much more to the process that they don't think about. Sometimes they don't think you're making sense. They don't think it's the right thing to do. But I, I think one of the difficult things, I think one of the difficult things for like service advisors is, in a way, you almost have to become a servant to the tax because they don't understand the promises you've made and, and why they have to have the car done at this time or, you know, what the delays are or what else is going on in the business. And it's a, it's a complicated dance. Uh, you know, a, a successful day is a, is a dance all the way through the day where you're moving things around and, and adjusting these parts didn't show up on time. We didn't get the authorization back from this guy on time. We got to move these cars in. Keep the techs working. I always, I always try to, I always try to understand that in a way, I'm a servant to them, and I have to help them be successful. They have to. Lo- okay, so I have this comment. I'm going to ask you guys about this particular thing that I say. I, in in management leadership training classes, etc. I always say that um, the employees have to respect you, but they don't have to like you. Um, I think if you're really a successful business owner and you really do it right, that they have to like you and respect you. So, what, what, um, Tatsu, what, what do you think about that? I'm always trying to be the likable guy. And I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm the wrong person to be asking that because, um, again, I'm the guy that's a little bit too nice in the shop. But, I mean, I have to go out of my way to and, and be 
sometimes mean, um, Tatsu must be really pissed off because he's, he's put on his asshole face today. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, 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 that's why I said I kind of envy Rich and Jim because, you know, when, when they're, when I see them being happy, it's, it's like, you know, I, I did something right. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, well, I see. I see. Um, if I did this in order of, you know, uh, RB, RBF, you know, um, uh, wrestling bitch face, who's, who's most serious, <laughs> um, I would put you least. Um, I would probably put Jim next and then I'd put Richard myself. And I think Rich and I both kind of have the same personality and the same, you know, kind of intensity all the time. Um, uh, uh, Jim, what do you think about? I need today. I need my employees not just to respect me, but to like me. And 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 then I'm going to use Rich last on purpose, and I have a follow up question. So go ahead, Jim. What was the question? Sorry well, about- I need my employees not just to respect me, but to like me today for them to be successful. You know, you have to prove to them that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Um, you know, it, it has to, it, everything has to start with trust. If your employees trust you, then they're more willing to do things for you. They're more willing to, to cooperate with what you, what you want to do and, and share the vision with you. So start, start a part of, um, employee appreciation is building a trust relationship with the people that are working with you. You, you, you have to work on that. You have to be trustworthy, right? right? You, you, can't, you can't threaten without execution. So, okay. you, you know, you can't say, geez, you do that again, I'm going to send you home. And then they do it again, you don't send them home. You know, then they, they don't take you for your word. And then all of a sudden, now you have a whole another dynamic going. Or, you know, if they did a great job, it's also your job to, you know, acknowledge you did a great job. But... Whether it's think, positive or negative, you got to deliver on what you say. Otherwise, if you don't if you don't earn the trust of your employees, then they're always going to be battling with you. I, I I think you 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 have to be very careful about what you say because you have to live what you say. So I think that's one of the other things. You know, you, anger. I don't think anger has a place in management. Um, I think anger should be dealt with outside of management and dealing with uh, uh, other people, employees, wives, kids, et cetera. Um, Rich, um, how do you feel about, you know, I'm, I used to say they have to trust you, but they don't have to like you. I think today they have to at least like me some. What, how do you feel about that? On a, on a day, and, and there is days where I feel like I need to be liked, and usually it's going to be because, I know what's coming down the pipe later in the afternoon and it's going to be something that we're going to need to work together on. And I found that if it is a time when, when that is important to me, because quite honestly, usually it's not, um, that's when it's time to take a little, take five minutes and go out there and just kind of hang out with them and talk about non-work related things for a minute or two. So I'm, I'm not, that's, Go ahead. That's how I kind of that's how I kind of build that. You know, they want to like me or see me as more of a person type thing. If it's if that's what I'm needing to have done, I'm I'm kind of the guy that there are people in this world that don't like me and I don't care. 
You know, that's I, the I, truth. I, I just don't. Um, and it doesn't matter. To me. I'm the polar opposite of that. <laughs> and and I'm yet, not here to be liked. But the people in my life, but I but I have to be liked. I, I mean, I I literally have to have people that want to come to work and enjoy working for me. Or long term, I'm not going to keep that employee. I don't. I, I don't. Th- I personally don't think so. If you don't yeah. build that what Jim was talking about in the beginning, which is that environment of you're part of something, you know, you're part of the family, you know, we may not always agree with each other, but you know, we're, we're family here and we got to get the job done. Um, then I don't think you get what you need to from your employees or I don't think you get the best performance. And then there's always that employee doesn't matter what you do. He's going to just keep working and working and working, but I rather would rather have people that are part of a team that are are working all together, because I think then it's gonna it's gonna do better long term. Jim, Jim, do, I mean you've you've made some major changes in your business since I've met you and known you, and you're much more of a team oriented business today than you were say five years ago. How has that affected your bottom line or? Um, your relationship with your employees, your enjoyment of your your business. It's made life a lot easier. Um, One of the things that we do, and my business partner, Katie, is very good at, we, um, we provide lunch for our employees. So every day. So we all eat together. You know, we all spend time together, whether in two days out of those five days, one of the things we do, we watch podcasts, or we watch the Carm show, or we watch something educational, it has to be. Um, and it, it, it gives us, it, it helps us bond too, because it's not about fixing cars. You know, a lot of these podcasts, the technicians are watching, watching these podcasts, and none of them are about fixing cars. They're about fixing businesses. But, um, I think the biggest thing that we were able that I think has been a great credit to us is providing lunch because it gives you that you're forced to talk about other things other than business. And it might be, you know, what did you do this weekend or how was your holiday or something like that? Some of those things that you don't have time to do during the day or you don't take the time out to do during the day. How are you doing with getting your kids back in school during COVID? You know, yeah, just, just things a that little empathy, a little, you know, it goes a long way. Um, you know, I still practice it, try to practice it every day. I'm not a very empathetic kind of guy, sympathetic, any of that. You know, it's more about <laughs> what do you mean you need a day off? But I try to suppress that because I, it's just not what people today will do. There's a ton of different advisor training options in the industry, making the choice that much harder to make. Some shove too much into too little of a time frame, they can be inconvenient and costly, or they're just filled with unhelpful, non-applicable information. So how are you supposed to create confident and capable service advisors? The Advisor Mastery Program from the Institute is the industry's leading service advisor training, now almost entirely online. With one-on-one coaching, KPI tracking, live community trainings, a resource library, and more, there's no wonder why advisors who finish the program have seen their efforts rewarded with more confidence, higher arrows, and better sales. If you're ready to stop settling for mediocre and start ruling the counter, join the Advisor Mastery Program today. Head to iframe.com and register now. We'll see you in class. The, the other day, the other day, Rakesh had, had come up to me and said, um, 
you know, Monday was the 30th and it was the end of the month. And Rakesh had said to me, Hey, we did 80,000. We did 80,000. I'm like, um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, and, 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 and the next it used one, to be big, it's not so big anymore. <laughs> but, but here's the thing though. I had to put that in perspective. The next morning I, 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 you know, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you know, I was a, I was an asshole when I when I said that because we if we put it into the context of COVID year and and we're right by Disneyland twenty eight thousand employees got laid off at Disneyland so you know how that impacts the local economy and how slow a lot of the neighboring garages are I have to put that in perspective eighty thousand is awesome for this year so yeah and, you know the. So, it, so, it, it, so, so, yeah, I went back up to him and I said, hey, hey, I'm sorry I was an asshole yesterday. I, I have to thank you. I have to give you praise. Um, and, and, and he generally felt appreciated. And go ahead, Cecil. I'm sorry. And that no, was, no, no, fine. One, one of the go ahead, Jim. No, I was saying that was probably key, Tatsu, because you, you, you made amends with him and in a better way than if he accepted it, you know, if you were a little different with it the first time around. I think that's one of the things my father did really well. My mother did poorly was when they made mistakes, they, my dad always recognized it and came up and asked, you know, apologized or asked for my forgiveness or said, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I did that. You know, that there was, I've tried in my life to do that. And it's difficult. Um, Cause I don't make any mistakes. No. Um, it's difficult because I don't recognize my own mistakes sometimes. I'm in this other world thinking about these other things. I think, Rich, you're probably in the same boat. You know, it's hard for me to go out and go, well, I know we're not, you know, our month is going to look like crap, but boy, you guys did a great job this week. And and not talk about the other stuff that's going on. Um, I think sometimes you just have to say it's great and really mean it. You got um, to practice it every day to be like that. That doesn't come natural. You got to you got to make a conscious decision that you're going to do something every day to to brighten someone's day. There's a there's a there's a question that Lex wrote in the in the stuff and it um and it is uh, is appreciation always a grand gesture? And the second part is or, or are there ways uh, in your shop to show appreciation every day? Um, does it have to be a grand gesture and do the grand gestures mean as much if you don't do the other stuff? Uh, I got to tell them they don't. Yeah, they don't, they don't care about them, frankly. If you're not doing no, that, it's really frustrating when you do a grand gesture and it's not appreciated. Yeah. Makes I, you not I, would, do anything. I would say that it would occasionally have to be a grand gesture though. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, of course. Yeah. And, 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 and there's, there's times when we just hit, hit the mark and my dad, my team did a great job. And again, bring out bring out the cooking pans and and the barbecue grill but i think sometimes when things are the worst is when you really need to do something to i have a shop there that that's having a record year in 2020 and and, and yet they're struggling um getting along with each other and kind of mm -hmm. on the day-to-day -day stuff and so i said take them out to play laser tag or something go, go rent some go-karts and take the whole team. And, and they did it. And he showed me pictures and, and we had a conversation afterwards. It changed the whole tenor of what was going on in the business. It, ch it changed the game for them. Just, and, and by the way, that, that game won't be changed for long. You need to create 
consistency in that appreciation for that to, you know, to, to stay changed. Um, do you, so, so Jim, you're saying I really need to maybe even put it on my calendar, go out or create a habit of every day going out and, and telling somebody I really appreciate them or in some way showing them that I appreciate. I, I, I don't like the talk. I like the do part, right? Don't, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. Right. How about, how about the idea of taking out one employee every, every month um, and, and having a conversation one-on-one with them? I mean, that's a, that's another great idea too. I, I like it, frankly, anytime that I can sit down with an employee and have a conversation that's not wholly focused on, you're not doing something right. And I need to, you to fix that. I, I want to have that conversation because there's a day where we're going to have to sit down and have that conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, Rich, he's smiling. What are you thinking about, Rich? I just, I, I agree with you completely, but there's just some of them I just don't want to be one-on-one with. <laughs> um, do you, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't love everybody. Yeah, me too, frankly. Um, and, and I know you have to do it and I know it's part of the job, but it, yeah. I just struggle. With it's it. it's it's easy for me. I mean, I'm the one that always has to be well liked, right? So, <laughs> well, but you know, you look at your own personalities. It, when you're writing service, you're kind of a chameleon. There, you're you're becoming, True. True. in a way, what the customer there. needs you to become. Even even you know, I have it, people that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, I, I'm I'm if I really don't like you, first of all, you're not going to work for me. Um, if I really don't like you, I'm not going to work for you. And if, if, if I really don't like you, you're not going to be my customer and I'll let you know it nicely to your face as nice as I can. But if I'm ambivalent towards that person, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to try to, um, you know, to, to get along with them and try to help them feel good about whatever they're doing within my company, because it's in my benefit. Um, you, Rich, you've, you've struggled a bit with um, uh, some uh, what I call emotional discounting stuff, front counter uh, stuff in, yes. in your company. And you've had a difficult time dealing with that. And yet, yet you're the guy of all these guys here, other than maybe me, that I would think would be able to go out there and just go, look, this is the way it is, guys. And yet you still, I feel like you still haven't done that. Why? Ooh, well, I don't, I question. don't, I don't have an, yeah, I don't have an answer for that. Cause I go out there and I, I've tried being nice. I've tried being mean. Um, other than replacing somebody who actually has really good numbers. I don't know what the hell to do. Right. Well, we, what I found that we, what, what I found that we're doing now that we have, now that we actually have two full-time service advisors. Um, and, and he, he acknowledges he has an issue with it. He has been, we have been taking the ones that he has that struggle with and moving that over to the other advisor because she has, she has no issue with with emotional discounting whatsoever. And it's funny because he didn't used to have it. I don't know when it started. Well, I think something happened and it started. I think when you're at the service counter, you're beat up kind of regularly, at least around price. Oh, oh, daily. I could. Yeah. And, and I think it can wear you down if, if you're not like you or me, I mean, again, if I don't like you, I don't like you. I don't really care what you have to say. So um, I, this is I, at the counter for me. Here's the price. 
you know, it's, it's, it's not take it or leave it. I really want you to do the work, but basically it's take it or leave it. You, but, but you, uh, uh, but other people at the counter get worn down uh, because they don't have that kind of take it or leave it mentality. Um, so, and, 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 and you also, you're saying you have a hard time maybe with the one-on-one stuff. Do you think having an open discussion about that and, and um, trying to help them overcome that in, in some means would, would help you or have you feel like you've done that? I do feel like I've done that. I feel like I, I need to change my angle on it a little bit. It's like, it is improving. It's slowly improving. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just not an easy thing to do. I know. And and it's like, like we talked, I mean, I have my, I have my sticky note right here from the last time we talked (laughs) and the the audit, the audit tickets thing is, um, is, is what I've been doing. And it's funny because, um, I got one of mine audited today Oh, (laughs) and it it didn't feel good. You know, like I had, it's somebody that I, you know, they had to deal with me, which doesn't happen very often. And, and, uh, you know, I got called on the carpet as to why things were priced the way they were priced and, you know, why we did things certain way that we did the things. And, you know, so I definitely, I definitely felt the other side of it this morning. (laughs) I think it's kind of interesting. (laughs) I had to to explain myself. I think uh, Jim was mentioning trust. And I think we have to live if we create rules for our other people in our business, we have to live those rules. I mean, if I have yeah, we do. I got to live them, right? Um, yeah. Because I have to be the example. I have to be the ultimate example in my company. Uh, at least that's if how I, I can't do it. Why should they be expected to do it? Right. Right. Um, I, all right. I purposely don't work up front because I am an emotional discounter to I, it. I, I don't get it with you guys. You guys are the more stoic of the uh, of the of the four of us, and it's like. I, I can't don't like, like I, I feel like like the fact that I I'm the friendly guy. I'm the I'm the happy go lucky guy in the, you know, at the front counter. Um, that it gives me license to kind of hey, that's the price. I'm giving you a, I'm giving you the phenomenal service. I'm doing three or thirty six, and 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 I'm putting a smile behind it. It gives me license to not emotionally discount. It is. So. I think it's. Int- I think with Rich at least. Um, I, I would be too afraid that if somebody, you know, fought me too hard, I'd tell them to go pound sand. That's kind of my, that's where I would be at the counter today. And now I was at the counter for a very long time and I didn't do that while I was at the counter. I just, in my head, I was thinking, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched those shows where the guys, you know, all of a sudden it cuts to the guy actually killing somebody, choking them to death. And then, it goes back to they're still standing there and he, it's all in his head. He hasn't done it yet. I'm the guy that's yeah, choking, I love those. I'm the guy that's choking somebody <laughs> to death in my head. Right. Uh, we had a, we had a, a customer that would always just beat us up over price always. And, and it became very hard to deal with him because I really wanted to tell him, you know, go to hell, but he was a good friend of the owners and, and, you know, they saw him and, Three times, three times a week in their BNI and their other stuff, their chamber, and, and um, okay. So we need to get back to thankfulness, right? That's that's well, the theme of this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but I think that's. By the way, I think that's part of it. I think how we think in our heads is is how we act. We need to think. I'm thankful for these people. You know, even in a, even in a 
bad economy, even in a, you know, during COVID when things are tough, you know, isn't it nice that we have people that come to work and they show up and they actually do the job and they do the job, you know, mostly well, you know, isn't that, you know, what's most important, you know, that the company succeeds. So um, if you, if you, what, what's the secret to, to really getting employees to recognize that I do appreciate them? I, I kind of feel like you can't go out there all the time and just say, oh, thank you, because they forget to do it. With, with, with my wife, by the way, when we were talking about miscommunication stuff, that happens with my wife all the time. Um, she takes something I've said, and, and it's, it's not the way I meant it. And I think that's, that happens with employees, and that is something that takes away from our appreciation. With my wife, I like to do something nice for her, send her flowers or something just kind of out of the blue every once in a while, maybe two or three, four times a year, I do something and she'll go, I got flowers today. Usually I'm not in town and she'll call me and I say, yeah, she goes, why'd you send me flowers? So, cause I care about you. Cause I love you. I want you to be happy. Right. Um, I think we need to find some things that we can do for our employees. And I think what Rich said in the beginning we need to find things that we can do for our employees that they will appreciate, even if it doesn't mean as much to us. Um, and we need to do it not at Thanksgiving or Christmas necessarily. We need to do it at different times throughout the year. Do you do you guys do any um, shop excursions, any of that kind of stuff? Jim, do you do that with your people? Well, once a, once a month we have an award. This, uh, this little stick figure with an engine and stuff. And we give it out once a month. And it's not about, you know, sometimes it's about product productivity, sometimes about billable hours, but sometimes it's just about the person with the best attitude this month. You know, and uh, and I'll tell you what, it works. They, re they really love when they, when they win it, you know. And, it, and it's like I said, it's nobody's got the edge over the other person because it might be just you smiled the most this month. You know, just I'm implementing that right now. <laughs> Rich just found a good idea. You know, so I'm, I'm right. I'm writing it down. That's why I'm over here. Hey, hey Cecil, you, you used to have a school bus. What, what was that thing about? We, well, we the bus, bus was the school bus was the bus of shame. Basically, um, it was for the technician that threw the service advisor under the bus the most this yeah. month, and so okay. monthly. And you had to have the school bus on your toolbox for the for the month. Um, but it we was, have, we have the bus, but it was more like a joke. It was more like a, it was more like, okay, you threw us under the bus and, and that's part of the job. It wasn't to be taken seriously. It wasn't like you're a bad person. It was, Take you know, let's vote on who threw me under the bus the most this month. Yeah. Um, and, we, and I'm more likely to do stuff like that. That's on the negative side. Let's talk about sarcasm for just a moment. Um, I'm a very sarcastic person, uh, um, and yet what I what I see is that that sarcasm can be very painful for some of the people around you. Um, I got one that can't take it at all. <laughs> at all. At all. At all. When our our bus can be taken from somebody and given to anybody at any given time. Oh, cool. Like if somebody throws you under the bus, you can go get the bus from the person and give it to the other person. Well, this particular person can't he's not allowed to ever get the bus 
Well, that's too bad, Frank. Frankly, if he gets the if he gets the bus, the bus gets thrown across the room, and then he goes to my office and starts crying. So I can't. He have can't you, get the bus. Have you ever got the bus? And I mean, crying. Have you I've ever always got, got the bus? bus? What's that? I always have the bus. I've always got it. <laughs> I hold the bus more than any other single person, and I'm proud to own the bus. Do you, feel, own it. do you feel like I do too? Right. I mean, if I did something bit, if I did something stupid, I'm the first guy to go. You know, I get this stupid award today because I did it. But there are people around us that really struggle with any of that. Any kind of negative. Um, vibe, feedback, anything that's not positive, they they just they literally cry. They it it it, it tears them up. Um, how do you deal with someone like that in your company that can't be touched? You know, can't you can't criticize? You can't you can't you know whatever. You know, they can't get the bus. Um, our whole reason for having the bus was so that everybody kind of understood that every once in a while something's going to happen where you're just not going to win the game today. And, and, you and it is lighthearted and sarcastic. Yeah. It's supposed it's, to, be. it's lighthearted. It's not serious. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Last I've long in my shop. What's that? That person wouldn't last long in my shop. Because we, we got to joke around with each other. We got to have fun with this. This thing should be fun. Right. In, in my company, we have, we have these core values and one of our core values is fun. If we're if we're if it isn't going to be fun, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it. Uh, we got to be having fun. Mm-hmm. Life is too short, especially when you're getting you know the gray hairs on your head. Huh, Jim? I got them. <laughs> <laughs> got them all over now. Yeah, yeah. And Tatsu just keeps it shaved, so none of them show up. <laughs> Although, and 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 I'm not being all right. I'm not going to say it, but yeah, he keeps them shaved so that no gray hairs show up. Um, all right. So if it's really important that, that our employees feel appreciated and, and we struggle with that as, as owners and managers, what are some things that we could do? Um, you know, I like Jim's award. That's a, a positive way. It turns up the bus around. It's a, it's a more positive way to say you've done something great. Um, and I don't think it can always be about productivity or sales or margin or, or whatever. It has to be about. You, you I like it about attitude. You lifted other people up this, this month, right? Um, it would be interesting if we all put like one or two things in play and tried them out for two or three months, especially if we were struggling with uh, attitudes and trust and, and employee appreciation. Um uh, Jim, if you're struggling with trust or employee appreciation, what should you do? I think you got to look at yourself first. Anytime I have a failure, I, I try to look at myself first and see if there's something that I should have done differently. Um, you know, again, we're all people and we all have different sensitivity levels. So, you know, I'm I'm the guy that would go on a tyrant. I'm the guy that would have the high, the tone that I get. I, I always get reminded of my tone because I get emotionally charged and then, you know, then my mouth starts running and, and sometimes it's a little offensive to people. A lot of times it is when it get when I get in, especially if I get into a frenzy there, but you know, you just, I always got to look at myself as I'm the leader here and I got to lead properly. And I, 
I think we got to look at ourselves a little more than we got to look at other people sometimes, most of the time. Stop wasting your time trying to find a magic bullet. There isn't one. However, our Keys to Automotive Business Success teaches the foundations of a successful automotive shop and gets you started on the right path, which is pretty close. You'll learn how to set actionable and achievable goals, understand your financial model, and how to communicate more effectively with your team. This course was designed to jumpstart your results, not waste your time. Take the class today and you'll learn how to start creating the business and life you want. Visit ifrave.com to register for the class at only $49 and available to take wherever and whenever you'd like it's what every shop owner needs to kickstart their business into success how about how how about something as simple as just putting something in your calendar right like once a week you know find a reason to praise i think that's a good idea too write it down (laughs) (laughs) like Um, like I, you know, maybe every Thursday or something, you you say, Hey, thankful Thursdays, uh, thankful Thursday, whatever, you know, um, we have a, we have a, we have a, uh, a lunch every Wednesday and we have the thirsty Thursday. Don't tell Cal OSHA that we have beer at the shop, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, don't we, tell uh, your, don't tell your consultant that either. So don't tell your consultant don't, that, don't but yeah, no, for at the shop. But yeah, no, we 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 have moments where we just sit down and 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 just talk talk uh, random stuff to each other. I mean, that's you gotta you gotta you great. gotta practice it. You yeah. gotta practice it constantly. Otherwise, it's just gonna go. It's gonna end up going back to the normal. But especially if you're especially if you're serious about your business and being successful in your business, I think sometimes we're just people see me as so serious. I'm a jokester. I I love practical jokes and fun and all that, but people see me as being very serious. Yeah, I, see, so I think you have the, the, the balance though. I mean, I, I can see that you come from a, a serious place, but um, you, you always make an effort to, to lighten the mood. Um, and, and, and you, you have this yin and yang thing on going on. I think you've learned over the years that you have to be a little bit nice occasionally. People have to, um, you have to, you have to get, people have to see that you really care, even yeah. when you're serious, right? I, I care about my business. I care about being successful in my business. I'm, I'm frustrated a lot more than I'm, I'm satisfied in my company. You know, we're not where I wanted us to be at this stage of my life. We're, we're, we're still further behind, right? Um, so if I am being serious, I can only be serious if the employee or whoever I'm dealing with understands that I care about them. And that's why I'm being serious is that I care. Right. Uh, I mean, I've, I've taken you to task probably as much as anybody that I've dealt with. Um, and sometimes I, I, when I'm done, I feel like, man, I was really rough on Tatsu. Um, and yet you and I have a really, I would say we have a really good relationship and I always know you're trying to do your best. I, I always know that. So, um, all right, uh, we're, we're coming up on the, on the end. These things go so fast when you're having a great conversation. Um, what advice would you give to uh, anyone that's going to watch this, shop owners, managers, even people in the company that just work in the company, techs, and the guy that cleans the, the, the cars? Uh, what, what advice would you give them to show appreciation uh, for those people around them and, and make it real. Uh, we'll start with, um, we'll start with Jim. All right. Well, 
I think we can all agree that many of us in this business have ADHD, ADD, and it's easy to get caught up in day-to-day operations and become that person that we don't want to be. This business is a great business, but remind yourself from time to time to reflect on what you have, where you've, where you've been, where you're going. Um, enjoy the process. Don't, don't take shortcuts. Um, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield, you know, so you gotta, you gotta take those lickings when you get them. So, 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 so often we get emotional in business. We fail to acknowledge our clients, our employees, and sometimes even our families. Don't be that guy. Enjoy the process. That's my final thoughts. I, it's funny. I have a guy that, that always tells me, he says, where else could you you know, not have a college education and make $250,000 a year or a hundred thousand Turner wrenches or whatever that is. He's just always surprised that he, he, he reached that point in his life. Never thought he would be there. Yeah. Um, I minus guy D D. I mean, back then in school, they used to pass you because they liked you. Now they can't do that anymore. So I was one of those guys, and I, I make a pretty good living. I, I'm happy, and you know, I, I I enjoy what we do here. So let me let me paraphrase what you're saying. You're saying, stop and and smell the roses in your life and in your business, and let other people in on the fact that things are pretty good, right? Right. That, that's okay. exactly what I'm saying. Great, um, Tatsu. I'm gonna again. I'm gonna leave Rich for last. Um, Tatsu, what would you tell people? Um, perception. Really, like, like, put yourself in the uh, the technician's shoes. Put yourself in the shoes and of of the service provider. Um, and I got to remind myself to do that recently because you know I, I'm not always the guy that's mountain biking like crazy. Uh, I I I am here in the office working my ass off. And people don't. People in the garage don't understand that. People in the in the service rider uh, position don't understand what you're doing back there. Just you know, a person that is unseen in in the office. I got to be more transparent, and and, and they're and, and also thankful uh, for what they do as well. So I think it goes. I think it goes both ways. Um, we had a day where we put our technicians at the service counter and we put our service advisors in the back. We knew we could do that because our service advisors had all been technicians. Um, And it didn't go well that day. I mean, literally everybody struggled. And then the next day we talked about the challenges that, that happened at the service counter and the challenges that happened in the back. I think that people need to understand that, that even though you don't see me with dirty hands, I'm still doing something that's very important to the business. What Jim said in the beginning of this, you know, talking about, um, you know, being, having, having people understand, being open about the numbers, about what is part of the team is something that, that accomplishes that. Uh, Rich, um, what's your advice? I would say, um, and it's where I started with too, find out what that particular person is looking for, um, for their motivation and use that. What do you do with, you know, learn, learn, learn what they're, learn what it is that they're looking for and provide that or personalize whatever appreciation you have for them. Some people are, are, are very, um, closed off. 
they, they, they won't, they will not share with you what's important to them um, for whatever reason. What do you do with those kind of people? You watch them and you'll figure it out. You think so? Yeah, you can watch them and figure it out. You can figure out what they, I mean, I don't have anybody. I, I guess we have had people that are pretty, that are pretty closed, but you know, you can usually find out if it's, if it's time off or, or if, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, I've bought, I've bought, um, Ruger guns, <laughs> you know, I've, I've bought, you know, I've done that for, for, for a person who I trusted, of course. Um, you know, I've done track days, I've done time off, you know, we've done, um, dinner, gift certificates, movie tickets. There's There's going to be something. You just got to figure out what it is. And I think even if you can't figure it out, if you pay attention, you'll see where they're spending their time, what their interests are. Exactly. If you if you spend a little time with them, you'll you'll figure it out. It it won't. It may not be something you figure out immediately, but you'll you can find out what makes somebody tick if you're when you're around them as often as we are. When I'm going to use an example and close this out, but when when my son, my oldest boy, was 17, 18, 19, we really struggled to have a relationship. He had done, you know, he kind of went a different way. He was in a punk band and tattoos and things that for me didn't make sense. And so we weren't, we were not talking and he would go fishing with these friends of his. And so one day I, I, I got him in the truck. I said, come here, we're going to go somewhere. He didn't know where we were going. We went over to the local sportsman's warehouse and I said, okay, you're going to teach me how to fish. What do I got to buy? You know, how, how are we going to do it? And then we spent the next year you know, at least once a month going somewhere and fishing together. And and frankly, I today I can say it, I didn't really need him to teach me how to fish, nor did I really want to go fish. But what I wanted was to have a relationship <laughs> with my son. And this was a way to make him important in my life and give him something he could contribute so we could communicate. And today we have a really great relationship. And I, you know, and I would say, you know, find out what their flowers are, you know, and and then give them their flowers, whatever they are. Uh, all right, guys, um, you know, we, we're there. We're at the end. I really appreciate you guys being here. And the, I think the message today is a great message for any shop owner or manager or even any player in the game that, 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 that watches. Uh, Tatsu, thank you. Jim, uh, uh, thank you. Rich, thank you. You know I appreciate you guys. And... And I care about you and your businesses. So um, take care and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for having us. Thank you. That's Thank it you. for this one. This job, episode guys. was brought Bye. to you by iforabe.com and the Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iforabe.com. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.